This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ plus communities. This is Well, 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 brought to you by the team from Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. You are listening to Well, 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 and here on Well, 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 we delve into the issues impacting and surrounding the health and well-being of our gender, sex, and sexually diverse communities. Coming to you from Joy's Victorian Pride Centre Studios on Boon Country, I'm your host, Cal Hawk, joined this week by Jacinta Hennigan. Hey, Jacinta, how are you? <laughs> it is great. It's a you and me show. It hasn't been one for a while. No, it's the first time we've been back in the studio together for quite a while. Yeah, look, we had yeah. a couple of team ones when we got together for end of year and stuff like that, and usually not you and I kind of die into some of like the heavy hitting <laughs> we do stuff but but for listeners before they're like oh no these guys are going to be talking about something <laughs> super serious and grave N- look it's a pretty light week but yeah. there's been a ton happening it's been so busy there's been a lot happening in community and it's really exciting to be able to talk about national volunteer week which yep. is this week 15th to the 21st of may and, you know, the theme is change makers, and there's definitely a lot of change makers in our community who are really stepping up and getting involved, um, really coming to the forefront of, you know, it's been a tough time in community, but it's also been a real time of solidarity and of care and community support for one another. So I think the, the word that always comes to mind when I think about volunteers in our community is lifeblood. And I love that word because I just think it's it, bang on. It is what ha- has kept things pumping along, whether that was, you know, the early years of Thorn Harbor Health as the Victorian AIDS Council, there have always been way more volunteers. And still to this day, mm. you know, there are, I think, like five times as many volunteers as there are for every staff member. A and lot. A yes. lot of folks miss that. But, I, you know, everybody that volunteers at Switchboard, Transgender Victoria, through to Midsummer and MQFF, and of course, Joy runs on yeah. predominantly <laughs> hundreds of volunteers as opposed to, you know, the very limited crew that kind of are paid staff, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. So volunteers are incredible and have an incredible legacy and really looking forward to diving into that this week this week we will be speaking to fliss from the rainbow community angels who are drawing on the tradition of community protecting each other in the face of increasing threats to our trans queer and drag communities we did talk to fliss in the lead up to idaho but around that new initiative um and really both the inspiration where that comes from and what they're hoping to do because their actions this week are just the beginning of this new mm. initiative which is really exciting because i think for a lot of folks you know, we see the events like the protests and stuff that are happening and they're looking for a way to take action. And this is just one way that that is manifested in a really positive and amazing mm. and supporting way. So looking forward to hearing a bit more of that conversation. Stay with us. You're listening to Well, Well, Well here on Joy in the Community Radio Network. You're getting Well, Well, Well with the team from Thorn Harbor Health. You're listening to Well, Well, Well here on Joy in the Community Radio Network. I'm Cal Hawk, joined with my co-host Jacinta Hanekam, and now joining us in the studio is one of the co-founders of the Rainbow Community Angels, Fliss Marlowe. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. So it's great to have you on and kind of, I think you've been on Well, Well, Well before in a different capacity over the years. I think I've talked about Rainbow Families a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're switching from the families to the community angels, so which is really exciting. So it's a LGBTIQA plus community-led safety project working together to make our LGBTIQA plus communities, kids and families feel safer, connected and supported. That's very nice. It's a nice statement. But what is it? Tell us. Tell us what's going on. 
So it's re- this whole project has really risen out of people's frustration and anger at seeing so many queer and trans events cancelled in the last couple of months. And they've often been cancelled for really vexatious reasons. Someone saying that, you know, people will be unsafe or they're sending emails to libraries saying what you're doing is disgusting and children deserve better. And because of the safety fears these emails and phone calls and walk-ins create for libraries, and we saw it in a cafe in Chelsea as well, um, they often get cancelled on advice from often the Victorian police. And we've just had enough. We think that if we can't be safe to take our kids to library for story time, to drop your trans child off at an event that Minus has, to go and have a night in a cafe hearing, you know, for drag bingo or something really fun and innocuous, but out proud and visible in our own communities. If we can't be doing that anymore and if these haters continue to disrupt and threaten not just our communities but the people who work in these places, um, we've got to put a stop to it. So the Angels really came out of that. Um, Obviously it's Ida Hobbit Day tomorrow and the Community Angels are really just a response to the immediate threat to so many events being cancelled across all councils and shires in Victoria because of these people. Uh, I want to take a step back because as you mentioned before, you've been, you know, a a longstanding voice when it comes to rainbow families. And, you know, one of the um, things that we hear is people are saying, oh, we're protecting the children. And I guess for you as a parent, that's got to be so frustrating because they're almost kind of proposing to folks that they're speaking on behalf of families. And that's clearly not with your interests in mind. How does that, I guess, how does you process that and feel about that? Well, one of the biggest problems we struggle with in Australia is that our census doesn't record our families correctly or the diversity of all family caring sort of networks, one, two or more parents across several homes. They don't look at different ways our kids are created and the kind of families they live in. So we've never been able to say... um, this is the number of families. But we don't really mind in a way because if there's one family and one set of children that are discriminated against or harassed by these kind of people, um, that's too many. So really from a Rainbow Families perspective, Rainbow Storytime or just Storytime in a library is just a way to be around other little toddlers playing in the library for the parents and carers to connect and particularly when it's um, if you're a queer, trans or non-binary parent or carer, there's nothing more um, beautiful than actually having an opportunity to create those relationships with other parents and carers. Um, you share a lot of history, you share a lot of similarities in how you've been treated by the health system, the perinatal system, the hospital system, and you just want to talk about your kids really without any of the intrusive questions. So Rainbow Storytime is just one of those things you'd put on your calendar for the week, you'd get your kid packed up, you'd go off with all the snacks and you sit around in a library where a librarian or sometimes someone dressed up in drag reads a story about how love makes a family. It is the most innocuous yet delightful thing that you can do with a kid. It is of no danger to anybody. And in fact, it's just saying to kids, there are other people like you in the world that um, have the kind of families you do. And isn't that great to be part of such a supportive community? So at its essence, the fact that these events are targeted in our communities, in libraries, which are safe spaces, we really should all be able to go there, um, 
sends a terrible message to our children and families. It says to isolated rainbow families, you're not welcome. It says to queer and trans teens who live in those communities that I'm not safe to go to my library or my local cafe to any event to be out and proud. And it means anyone who's feeling worried or isolated and disconnected in their community continues to feel that way. So we have to put a stop to it. And we've just basically had enough. You've been very busy with the fundraiser and training sessions this week. As you did mention, it is Ida Hobbit Day. And you know, coming into the into the events that the Angels are supporting this week, is there a real sense of urgency for this to be happening right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, we only launched the Angels last Monday with a um, fundraiser on GoFundMe and less than 10 days later, we've up to 16,000 or just over. We're looking for 20, but any, anything, whether it's $5 to $500 that someone can afford to donate makes a huge difference. Um, the training that we offered really was because we felt a responsibility to allow people to learn how to mobilise and stand in formation and walk in formation and feel safe in community, in solidarity together. You know, I've been um, an activist at rallies and picket lines and things since my early 20s, um, which was in the 90s. Um, but that's not everyone's reality. For some of the people coming forward are like, I just am sick of this. I want to do something. And when you can create community and people feel safe and they can trust each other, it's a beautiful thing to watch. So we look, we did the training on the weekend. Um, and really since we've had a couple of articles in the paper as well, in The Guardian and Today in The Age, or oh, this is month, Tuesday, if there's a big article in The Age today. Um, and one of the things that has been really amazing is the amount of people that have offered their support and say I want to be an angel this sounds fantastic um, and we've had calls from councils all over Victoria already we're really not set up to just have launch people out <laughs> as angels <laughs> so our big event is the Eltham Library event on Wednesday the 17th that's our sort of signature debut event um, and then we'll be yeah, building our capacity to send teams of angels out to other councils and events now, I want to touch on this. You've said that the angels, uh, quote, have become a proud, peaceful LGBTIQA plus tradition. Can you tell us what the angels do once they show up and also kind of that history? I mean, maybe that legacy of, you know, how that legacy of community action has informed this initiative. I was really fortunate to be involved in one of the sort of initial angels experiences in Melbourne. In 2016, the minus 18 queer formal at St Kilda Town Hall was threatened with protest. So at the same time, a whole lot of us that sort of work in that sector, I've worked with queer young people in schools or community for a long time, went, this is it, we've just got to stand up and do something. Of course, at that time, there was still a big, big community discussions going on about marriage equality and young people were definitely a target. So a whole lot of us said, we've got to stand up and do something and the angels were born out of that. And we spent both 2016 and 2017 on the steps of St Kilda Town Hall for the formal to greet and sort of shield, be there to shield the young people if protesters turned up, which they didn't, which was amazing. But the idea really came from the Matthew Shepard um, trial in 1998. So Matthew Shepard was um, 19 and, and murdered in a gay hate crime. And at his funeral, um, the Westboro Church, which some of you may be aware of, protested with their revolting signs and it really made their um, family and friends incredibly upset. So at the trial for the murder, the whole group of classmates and community members got together and made angels' wings and wore them to shield the family and friends attending the trial from 
the, the people that were protesting. And they, that was incredibly successful, but incredibly symbolic as well. And then that um, has been repeated again several times. One kind of quite significant time was after the Orlando shootings in Florida. And again, people dressed in angels to shield the um, families at funerals from the anti-gay anti-trans protesters who turned up. So we're really taking a lead from that creative expression of community care and kindness. And for us, it's about providing some support to to the the places in Melbourne and Victoria that are being um, harassed and threatened with violence. We're saying we're here to support you as workers. We want you to keep putting on these events. We want to encourage you to support the LGBTIQ plus communities and our kids. And we just don't want our kids to see and be part of a community that shuts them down, says you can't be visible, you're too much of a threat. Um, yeah, so that's where the angel wings come from. So as I said before, I'm just about to decorate them. <laughs> They're going to look beautiful. Um, but yeah, we're really proud of um, using that kind of, well, what is religious iconography too, but turning it into something that's completely gay and colourful and full of rainbows. <laughs> well, look, I think it's safe to say, you know, angels have shown at many a white party dance party over the years. So we've, <laughs> we've reappropriated the angels beyond just the religious sect. I want to ask you, though, you know, this is National Volunteer Week as well. And, you know, when the community steps up and does these things, even though we may not think of it as volunteering, it is. For you personally, like thinking back on that minus 18 experience, you know, what is how 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 was that experience for you kind of being able to give back in that kind of capacity? I just think I have a lot um, to be grateful for for so many of the queer and trans communities that have come before me and and my family, particularly, you know, thinking about um, families and creating families and all the people that fought to allow us to have access or just created families regardless of the legal or social or medical framework that they were living in in the 70s, 80s and 90s who just showed it was possible. So this is about giving back to the people that have come before but also giving to the future communities, I guess, to the young people that are at home or isolated or in a school where they're bullied or in a, in a community where they feel unloved or unwelcome. We want as many opportunities for, for them to see visually um, out and loud and proud um, members of the LGBTIQ plus communities and our kids mm. saying you can have your family, you can have beautiful teenagers, you can have these extended um, chosen families of your own and that's re- just really important for people to see. And, you know, obviously the angels are going to be there for the event this week at Eltham Library. Are there any other um, plans to attend certain events or, you know, do you imagine this being an, an ongoing, like, consistent need for angels at events in our community? The whole aim of the angels is to become a bit of a force um, that can be called upon for certain events. Like I've mentioned earlier, we've got, had, like, three or four councils contact us this week after only being online for a week to say we'd love you to come to our flag raising or to another story time or to a trivia event we just um this is our debut event at the Eltham Library (laughs) we're really conscious that this is a new idea for lots of people we want it to be really successful and a kind sort of environment for people to feel comfort in and to be part of and have that really positive experience of taking action together so we'll be launching a website in the next couple of days which will have two um, particular 
buttons on it that might be of interest, which is how to be an angel and how to call an angel. So ways in which people can um, nominate that they've got an event coming up, potentially for Pride Month in June as well. We're even thinking, well, we probably need to have a lot of angels ready for midsummer. Unfortunately, the political climate and the hate that we see in America particularly has started to be transported into Australia and a lot of these groups and organisations are taking their lead, they're sort of importing the ideology of hate and harassment from um, other people and groups in America so, and also in the States, we've seen it with the turf um, rise of turfs there and we are just determined to stop that here. We're just determined to say you can't get a foothold in our communities, we are stronger and braver than that and we're going to crush them. So this is our way of non-violently crushing mm-hmm. that kind of harassment, hate and dissent. I love Beautiful. that. I love yeah. that because I think so many people, you know, we're talking about systemic changes within government and vilification laws and there's work to be done with the police as well. But, you know, so many people were kind of going, but I want to do something now. I want to be able to take action now because our haters, basically, for lack of a better term, are. That's exactly what they're doing. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's wonderful to find an initiative like this come out of the woodwork. Um, mm, yeah, I think it's yeah. really, really good. And to become an angel, what kind of training and what kind of planning is going into that role? Like, are people just showing up and putting wings on? Or I imagine there's a lot more involved. Look, to be... At- There's sort of two ways to be involved. Um, You can be an angel. So an angel will stand collectively with a bunch of other rainbow community angels. We train you to know how to hold a line, so to stand collectively in formation, to move in formation. Um, We'll also, you know, provide people with opportunities to how to indicate if they want to step out of the line, if they're feeling uncomfortable. We'll manage or have people that coordinate the angels that can manage that so people feel safe when they're there. Um, To be a marshal, again, you'd learn how to be deployed safely. Um, A lot of it is something you think is intuitive, like how to walk together in a line. We don't really know how to do that as as Uh (laughs) grown-ups. How to walk not too fast. (laughs) That was a challenge on the weekend um, for people. So, yeah, like walking together, stopping together, moving, taking a step forward together, what to do if someone comes towards you, how to move close together. Um, And just it's really simple tactics, um, but they are the tactics that we think make people feel confident to, to be there with people they don't know. So it's that old thing of like we're creating trust and community and you don't have to know the people around you because you all what you need to know is they're there with the same aim, which is to protect and support the broader community. So tomorrow we'll have our angels shoot with their beautiful wings. So we've got 30 wings that have been made by a group of fabulous volunteers. We've got between 20 and 30 marshals that will be protecting the space but also making sure that people can move in and out of the space, taking people to their cars, walking them to the train station, that kind of thing. And we'll have a lot of community members um, who are just coming to say, I've had enough to show solidarity for the library workers who have really put up with a lot recently and to show solidarity with the families that live in the community. And yeah, with pretty confident we'll get a good crowd tomorrow at Eltham Library. It's going on rain, hail or shine. So we're really looking forward to seeing everyone. When you mentioned too, like the library workers, I mean, that was one of the things that occurred to me when we saw these instances coming up is that there are folks that are like, uh, maybe in their 
their baby allies, you know, they haven't really navigated the space before, but they want to show that allyship. But then when they see the vitriol in light of, you know, the recent events of really the last kind of less than two months now, it scares them off. They kind of go, oh, that's, you know, it's hard enough, I think, for some folks we talk about here on Well Well around like, you know, just you know, there are folks that want to get involved as an ally, but they get intimidated just by like navigating pronouns or think, you know, the really simple things. But then you have something like protest, which can really rattle someone's cage. Um, and so, uh, you know, I guess to me, that was like sort of one of the collateral damages that this would scare so many allies away from, you know, helping facilitate stuff, you know, longstanding folks, um, you know, maybe have a little bit more resilience by now, but I guess those new thing, new folks, um, yeah, I think that this is this is helping to protect and not lose that momentum there, which I think is really promising. Yeah, absolutely. And look, one of the beautiful things was on the weekend at the Angel Training, we did have a librarian from Eltham Library, who's the children's librarian, come and do training as well. She um, is just incredibly passionate and so happy to have all of this support. We also visited the library last week on Thursday and took them a whole lot of chocolate and lollies and they showed us around and showed us their notice board where they'd started pinning all of the messages of support that, um, you know, parents of trans kids, rainbow families, members of the LGBTIQ plus communities had been emailing in. You can find out more about that on our Facebook page, but they're just really thankful for the community support they've been getting. They did have to turn off their emails and their phones last week. Um, They were getting a lot of harassment. They've had people come in on the weekend, take photos of LGBTIQ books on the library stands. You know, our libraries are gonna become, unfortunately, like they are in the States. A a battleground Um, in Texas, there's already been 800 books banned. We know that some people are taking books off library stands in other um, states in Australia and and trying to get them censored. So, you know, communities will rally and we need to be ready to support all places where um, the queer communities and our trans and gender diverse children are being excluded. But libraries is one of those things that a lot of us hold dear. It was often a place you went to, you know, you could like a sort of a community sanctioned safe space really that you have a kind lots of people have stories about a kind librarian that helped nurture their interest in books or reading or whatever it was um so yeah we the librarians are incredible and if you've got time or you're going past eltham at any time pop in and say hi to them because they um really appreciate all the love and attention they're getting that's excellent um, what training is involved for like the marshals and the wing constructors as well? Cause that's another opportunity that comes into it. Like as far as time commitment and things like that, you know, what are, what are folks kind of being able to, what can they do? Cause some folks might say, oh, I don't have a huge amount of time, but I want to get involved. Where are the opportunities there? So like I should say, first of all, you can't be an angel or a marshal without attending training because we take everyone's safety really to heart and we want to, it's a big responsibility. So there will be more training opportunities um, in the next couple of weeks offered. So training is usually about three hours. Um, We tried two hours on the weekend, did not work, too rushed. So we're (laughs) going to go for three, maybe four, because we need to not only ensure people feel safe together and know each other, but that they feel safe to move together and understand um, different instructions. And we need to be able to talk through the place we're going, where we'll be mobilising and what event we're protecting and shielding people from which sort of protest groups, I guess. 
Um, some of the background work that we do is, is liaising with others, people who can tell us about the groups that are mobilising. Um, we've spoke speaking to the police around tomorrow's event, including the LLO. So we are um, taking that kind of role seriously as well. But training is, I'd reckon, give yourself four hours. Um, there'll be more advertised on our Facebook page and our website. Um, but yeah, just come along and see and ask some of the angels or the marshals what, what it was like to attend the training. But yeah, it's you can have zero skills to start with. Like it's you don't require not required to have stood on a picket line or anything like that in your previous life. But well, this could be your new life as an angel. Well, I'm actually thinking <laughs> I've been primed for this already because I've done I think 13 Mardi Gras and that idea <laughs> and and with choreography because with water polo we always do choreography. Oh, I haven't thought about that. And the, well, we're not even choreography, but just that idea of moving in the line yes. together. Like yeah. and you know the one thing that I remember we used to practice a lot was just making the turn at Taylor mm-hmm. Square. So I feel like like I've been you know i didn't realize this but i've been in a a decade of training i'm liking the idea of some (laughs) angels choreography (laughs) it's making me have a little flashback to liturgical dancing in my catholic school well look at some arms up some arms down maybe block some views or block some haters you know we can increase what are you doing tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) well look i i I certainly uh feel like i i see a future for myself in the rainbow community angels but for others how can other people get involved once again, look on Facebook. We've got an email address, rainbowcommunityangels at gmail.com. And once we launch our website, hopefully in the next day or so, again, that's going to be rainbowcommunityangels.org.au, um, you will be able to register your interest of being an angel. Go onto our mailing list and we'll keep you informed. And as those assets come up, we will update the show page on the Joy website, joy.org.au slash well, well, well. And we'll put all of those links Fliss, any final message you have for community members, you know, broadly as well as those that the angels are supporting? This is a bit of a crunch time for our communities and it's really difficult sometimes to think I'm going to step outside my safe spaces and put myself on the line. But we really encourage people to think of this as an activity for the future generations, that you're standing strong to support young people who are isolated, who don't have the capacity to get themselves into events and to community events and um, they can't yet be part of the LGBTIQ plus communities as a whole authentic young person. Um, So this is preserving the future for them. If we capitulate on libraries and cafes holding story times, then what are we going to be able to offer the young people in the future? So think about your young self and what you needed to see. And if you didn't see much, then you've got to come out and fight because you know these young people today need a lot more. Look, I love that. Yeah. I will certainly getting on the bullhorn with my kind of tribe of water polo folk because, I, like I said, I think we've, we're ready for this. So, <laughs> look, Fliss Marlowe, um, one of the co-founders of Rainbow Community Angels, uh, really exciting initiative that's happening here in Melbourne. Um, thank you so much for joining us here on Well, Well, Well. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And all the best for this week and all the events that are coming up on the Rainbow Community Angels uh, calendar. We'll be, we'll be watching. You're listening to Well, Well, Well here on Joy and the Community Radio Network. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 supported by Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. For more LGBTIQ plus health and wellbeing and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website thornharbour.org. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.